Welcome to Impact on the Crown with Tia. I'm the CEO of a tech startup and passionate about making a difference. This podcast series will dig deeper into what it means to really make an impact. And uh, this series is meant for everybody, uh, whether you are individual who wishes to help, whether you're a company, grant maker, social enterprise, charity, or government body who is uh, working on making a social change. We focus on the dynamics between all these organizations who might have resources to give and who are working together with those organizations who actually tackle the challenges in our society on the ground. Today, we're gonna be discussing a little bit what are social enterprises actually, and why uh, these people who I'm uh, now interviewing uh, have set up a social enterprise rather than maybe charity or a fully profit-making company. Today, uh, I have a privilege to talk here with Daniel Evans, who is a Chief Executive Officer at Birmingham Enterprise Community. Hello, Daniel. Hello. And we will uh, soon ask you, what is uh, your enterprise community doing? And welcome Mandy Matters and Gate Bailey uh, from Love Sober, uh, who are both uh, authors of, of a book called Love Yourself Sober. And you also host a podcast and do various uh, courses around sobriety. Sobriety, sorry, my pronouncement. And uh, you, are, you are aiming your services for women who want to stay uh, sober and also love being sober. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks. Hi, thank you. So let's start from uh, Jan Daniel. Please uh, explain what is your organization doing and uh, kind of why did you set it up uh, or why did someone set it up as a social enterprise in the past? Oh, so um, really great to, to be speaking with you guys today. Really looking forward to this. Uh, Birmingham Enterprise Community is a uh, Midlands-based social enterprise um, that supports emerging entrepreneurs uh in all industries of all types from idea stage all the way through to kind of high growth and scale up um with the thought that we can um economically and socially empower um these individuals to go out and and find the problems in the world um and and come up with a way of tackling those problems um it was born out of um a need for myself and, and a couple of my other partners to figure this out as well. As, as young entrepreneurs trying to figure out how do you start a business? What is this all about? Uh, you know, we, we realize there are other people with that struggle. So that's kind of where we got to with, with that. Um, social enterprise was something I learned about whilst I was at uh, Newman University, a small university in Birmingham. Um, and just this, this whole concept that you could create a social impact um in a sustainable way you know and i think that was the big thing for us with social enterprises not having to rely on donations but being able to generate an organization that could be self-sufficient so how are you uh, being funded you said that you generate own income who is buying from you is is it these uh, entrepreneurs or are they government bodies or who is financing you so a bit of a mixed approach um so we have uh, people who do self-funded programs so they will come on and pay for themselves we have had organizations sponsor places um, for, for particular groups. We have um, done contracts for, for local authorities. Um, so a bit of a mixed approach, really. And, and I think that the benefit is, is we're able to have the people that are able to pay, pay for that support. And the people that are less able, 
um, get help in, in being able to access the support still. So um, social enterprises, are they are for profit, but they circulate, uh, you know, certain, uh, you know, part of the profit, at least uh, to the, uh, you know, it's just like growing and scaling and, and renewing their services. How does it work for you, you guys? Are you, you know, making any profit or is everything circulated back to the business? So we, we are a, a social a CIC, so community interest company limited by shares um rather than by guarantee uh in our articles which obviously govern the way that the business yes. is run uh, a minimum of 50 50 percent of the profits have to be reinvested back into the community um i think a maximum of 35 percent can be used as dividends to reward directors for, for their inputs to the business um we are in our second year at the moment yep. um we're on track to to make a small profit this year um, but I think definitely at this early stage, those profits will be reinvested yeah. back to, to kind of fuel the growth of the business going forward. Okay, thank you. So Mandy and Kate are both here, which is great. Uh, so tell, tell us about your business and how it came about. Yeah, so um, Love Sober is, uh, as you said, um, a, a podcast and community um, company that helps women who want to get sober stay sober and love sober so we look at not only kind of the the beginnings when people are questioning their drinking but also kind of long-term support through community and through courses and coaching programs um, and so we decided to set up as a community interest company because we wanted to I guess two things really we wanted to make sure that we um, were promoting in a way which people understood because obviously when you're dealing with people that have um, pro mental health problems or problems with addiction um, there's a lot of stigma about charging for services and we wanted to make sure that people were understanding that what we were doing was on the basis of uh, reinvesting and giving back um, and not you know trying to I don't know um, uh, do something untowards with someone that you know has problems and for us to live on a big yacht yeah. <laughs> as, as much as that would be you know I'd like to have a yacht but um, um, so we you know that was one of the main things and also uh, because coaching you know one-to-one -one, we have our own coaching businesses one-to-one -one, is you know expensive um, it's not accessible to the majority of people so the idea is you know um, this is for next year hopefully is to start to look for funding to start to sort of branch out and get some money in in order for us to be able to you know offer free places offer you know reduced pr prices for people that are in need especially we work a lot with mums um, and you know if uh, if you're a working mother or a stay-at-home mum you don't have a lot of access to money and there's a lot of um, stigma again about women in that situation you know reaching out for help because they're scared of losing their children they're scared of the social impact about admitting that they have a problem with alcohol so it's really to be able to um, develop programs that our access for all. Um, we started up about three years ago. Um, we started with a podcast that was free, which we funded ourselves for about a year and a half. We just uh, put it out of our own pocket. Uh, and then we asked for donations with a Patreon account. So we started to fund the podcast 
primarily with that. Um, and we obviously we we wrote a book and that was through a publisher. So that's another income, but we've been trying to reinvest that. Um, and this year will be the first year where we'll be able to pay a little bit of profit, you know, back in to us, but also, you know, back into the business in order for us to a lot of it is the technology really you know we have a um, a site called kajabi which enables us to do you know really good courses enables us to do group coaching programs but it's expensive so all that tech you know the the podcast technology zoom all those things that we've been funding ourselves at the moment we're just at that 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 place where we can um yeah start to to have that being paid for by kind of um people that use our services so I don't know if we've missed anything Kate have we? no no I, I just maybe my comment here for uh, both of you that you know obviously everybody also needs to get paid themselves we've been dealing with a lot of a uh, lot of uh, even uh, chat with charities in the, in the past like all three years and even charities face the stigma that many people think that they should be working for charity as well <laughs> they be, you know uh, because they're working with charity they don't need much and of mm. course everybody uh, needs eventually uh, some money to pay their own bills and and so on mm. so well, yeah of course yeah and i think this is sort of it's it was one of the, our you know uh, key practices when we were we were setting up and we, we wrote our mission statements and one of these things that is very important to us because we work with mums because we work with carers and because we have experiences of you know that being that sort of squeezed middle you know when you you have to suddenly you know, want to have one income if you know and it's lucky to have an income etc cetera, etc cetera. but we felt very strongly about the fact that it needs to be sustainable Mm. because you don't want people running trying to do something altruistic burning themselves out and then needing support it's like you know business have to be slow grow sustainable and um, and for our you know the women that we deal with as well it's like saying oh actually you know things yeah, lead, are by, example. Needs. lead mm. by example and empower so you want to help and then empower people to help themselves yeah. and exactly we've got to be doing that ourselves mm. yeah yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, like you said, that um, there is a stigma around, um, you know, alcohol kind of abuse and, and losing children. And, you know, people don't, are maybe afraid of uh, telling anyone about it. Mm -hmm. So maybe this kind of a, your type of third party kind of which is not linked to local authority or something could be a good place to start if you have kind of um, the willpower and yeah. stuff and, and so on. So who would be then uh, uh, the funders for your kind of freebies, you know, freebie clients or uh, who would be funding that, uh, you know, the discounts that you could be giving in the future? Um, well, we there's kind of different angles, I suppose, because there is the kind of well-being in work angle. So there's those that, you know, within big sort of companies which are looking to to invest in kind of their their social um support for their workers you know so there is the local authority the government uh, aspect as well i mean sort of the the systems of mental health and and um you know physical health the health service is in yeah. is in crisis so anything that can kind of help with that working with treatment centers working with um uh, elements like that and also just working with people that 
that want to give back. I mean, we've done scaled pricing before. So, you know, we've done, you know, for example, a course and, and then people knowing that if they pay, if they can pay that, that enables someone else to not to yeah. pay a lower um, yeah. element. So I, I guess, I mean, we're, 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 that's yeah as you say the book was published this year so that, that that's been our project so next year it'll be like right how do how and who um can we interesting from? Really though yeah. the, um the, the the kind of the local authority that kind of it is interesting in that because there's only sort of treatment models for people in the uk once you get into a really bad state really um, because we work with early intervention and very yeah. aspirational models and very, you know, it, it's a very sort of positive uh, kind of approach. So it's quite attractive. So A, you know, you're not going to get the stigma, but also because we work with early intervention, it's quite cheap because you're not looking yeah. at really sort of expensive interventions. A lot of this can be done by the individual or with you know with tech platforms like we're, we're getting to grips yeah. with zoom aren't we a lot of our courses are over zoom we're running you know our, our groups with women over zoom um so actually it can be done quite cheaply so yeah. it could be quite an attractive option to, to yeah, that, those avenues at some point if they you know once it becomes um i suppose visible mm. visible to them how, how do you monitor your impact well how we have a group we we have a sort of you the way that we generally get engagement is via the podcast often or by by maybe people know about us through social media or being our guests on other people's podcasts i think that's that's our biggest platform is the podcast and now the book um and then what we do is because we have the community people tend to go through our one-to-one -one coaching with us but that, that's slightly separate or do the group program and then part of that is that you become become a member of the group yeah. so people tend to hang around and yeah. we um yes we do do surveys afterwards but then we do see them because we're still relatively small you yeah. know we've got about 300 people in our communities we know people who've worked with us and we're keeping yeah. in contact with them yeah, yeah. So, Daniel, uh, what about you? What kind of impact you can report on having? Uh, and what is the difference in your service relating to maybe some like a local enterprise service, uh, you know, like funded by EU or something? You know, I, I've attended certain that kind of services before, but what is the difference you think that you will be uh, providing or different kind of service that those organizations do? No, I, I think it actually does come down to the way we view and measure impact in a way, like in terms of difference. I'll, I'll, I'll explain what I mean. Um, so, so for us, it's, it's, it's always been a challenge because especially when you're, you know, as I'm sure the other guys will appreciate when you're starting off those kind of numbers and stuff, and especially when you're looking at funding options and, and, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff, you know, they almost kind of want you to have the evidence that you're able to do it before you've done it. Yes. Like, okay. How do, how do we do that? Um, there's, there's obviously quite simple ways we could do it in terms of, uh, you know, number of hours we've done one-to-one. -one. I think by the end of um, this second year, we would have done kind of in excess of 2,000 hours of kind of coaching and mentoring with, with entrepreneurs. Uh, we could measure it in terms of um, number of new businesses started. We could measure it in terms of uh, the amount of fund, funding that the businesses have received. Yeah. Um, but I think that the deeper stuff that we're really trying to understand now is the connections that are made and what they lead to yeah. or uh, the, the kind of the belief that's built up in these kind of young and emerging entrepreneurs. Uh, it's 
it's it's a lot harder to measure and that's what we're trying to figure out is how do we how yeah. do we really understand that and not just understand it for ourselves but then communicate that to partners to potential funding bodies um and then going on to the the kind of difference i think that's it is you know there's there's programs we're aware of that were funded by the eu where their goals that are set as a, a funding requirement is okay you need to get x number of participants on this program completed yeah it could be that those say 30 businesses that go through that program you know uh 28 of them fail yeah uh, two of them you know one does okay and one does exceptionally well but obviously to the to the to the funders they say that, that program was a complete success because yeah. you know they hit the metrics we set out so i think for us it's we understand that um our the legacy and, and our impact is going to be measured by how those businesses do in the long term. Where are they at? What are they doing? Yeah, and uh, it just came to me as well. You know, you know that uh, yeah, that's that's important. And because every business cannot be a successful, we know that you know their businesses always fail. But also then, how people are feeling after the failure and uh, what they do afterwards or are they uh, spinning it off to you know yeah. do yeah. something else because yeah. that what i've noticed in the startup community because i've been doing this now for almost five years uh, full time and it hasn't been always easy so you see also a lot of broken souls i would say because people have invested so much you know and put so time and effort and then things fail and it can be you know very very difficult to kind of get past that but also then like you said that how how many people businesses then actually stay alive and and you know how many people um, can then you know hire other people to their companies and something that should be yeah. definitely kind of uh, a longer term impact measurement uh, yeah. and these things don't happen fast so no, you have to monitor wider, these things for years <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is that wider impact and i think even there where a business fails is uh there's there's elements that can be taken out of that you know if yeah. that person spent a, a year working on that business growing that business the skills that they've built up during that time could be extremely valuable to an employer so yeah. so there's you know they, they can't view that as a year lost or a year wasted yeah. it was it was meaningful and it has had impact on their life so now a question, uh, Mandy and Kate, uh, what kind of uh, corporate partnerships would you be hoping to gain in the future? Um, you know what? I mean, I think we've, we've been such organic growth. We just haven't really considered um, who can help us, you know? It's been that thing of like, we've been led by passion. We've been led by our own experiences. We've mm. been led by a need. Um, and we've just been kind of doing everything as and when um, and a lot off our own back. So, um, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, maybe we should go to the, the Birmingham <laughs> Enterprise <laughs> to, to work out the, the backbones of things. So, I mean, corporate, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, you know, stress, overwhelm, um, how people are living in this kind of fast-paced world is becoming everyone's issue you know and uh, we work not only with kind of women in sobriety we also work at a larger kind of level with addictive behaviors and we're, yeah. we're writing a course for the the coaching academy to to work alongside them mm -hmm. to train coaches in this area um, so i think the wider kind of work in the future will be going into corporations and saying look you know how are you 
are you alcohol aware are you addiction aware are you you know how are you sort of managing stress in your what what are the sort of protocols within place and and also when people are coming out of a, a difficult time you know how are you sort of helping and supporting them to not relapse or to not go back to behavior so it's, it's kind of looking at a holistic sense to um yeah all areas of the of the kind of corporate world supporting but who ideally i you know i just i haven't even began to dream really <laughs> kate i don't know if you've got anything to add no, no i was going to pick that up as well i was going to say do you know the, the the thing that i'm i'm looking at at the moment i think this is lighting us up about the changing conversations about about mental health in the work place and sort of these sort of new emerging kind of more slightly more funky companies take this quite seriously and they do have coaching and they do yeah. coaching days they have mental health days so I think I think as this hopefully this but I think we're in such big seismic shifts as well because of the pandemic and because of not knowing what work is going to be looking like it's like are we going to be working in offices are we going to be working from home what's the nhs going to be looking at like where is the funding going to be i think it's a little bit difficult to predict at the moment yeah, but i, I yeah. definitely think what you know as mandy said something within that sort of co corporate but mental health and general wellness that emerging conversation mm. there i think uh, would it be you know it just came to me kind of that you know i'm sure a lot of companies recognize these uh, these problems uh, and uh, they know that there are employees who would really benefit from this kind of early intervention and services and it would uh, save a lot of money from the company as well mm. but uh, could you be offering some kind of like a anonymous packages that you make a deal with the company where this kind of let's say the maximum sum and what it could entail and then then you know the employees mm. contact they would contact you directly and the employer would not know of course who is participating because mm. i guess that's the biggest thing yeah. you know, there is not people signing up to the hr director yes i need you know these these service you know people would be would like to be anonymous but companies would probably gladly pay that so i guess some kind of a Happy. Yeah, I think there is that. And there's that, you know, we write online courses. So there's a kind of click and buy element that mm -hmm. you can provide for your for your uh, employees, but also going in and doing training days and workshops mm -hmm. about, you know, about being curious about, you know, sobriety or being yeah. curious about mm -hmm. uh, about well-being and, and being able to have those conversations with the with the knowledge that the in the background you know there is that card that they can pick up and take home with mm -hmm. them if they need to follow yeah. on the conversation for sure yeah, yeah. and then there is that thing that, you know the work that we're doing with the coaching academy is very much looking at why addiction is everybody's business yeah it's like you know like from the smartphones it's not just looking at substance use it's looking yeah. at our addictive habits and how in times of heightened stress and heightened anxiety, we can go to maladaptive behaviors. All of us, none of us are invulnerable. So a lot about destigmatizing and raising awareness as well. Yeah. What about Danielle? Um, how can corporates support you? What is to give us money? <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you think that you, you have something to keep for their employees uh, as, a, as a training as well, or kind of entrepreneurial mindset, I would say? Yeah, I'd say so. So we've, we've just um, come to the end of a six month program that we've ran um, funded by Innovate UK, which was around helping individuals to build entrepreneurial skills. 
both within, you know, if they were going to go and go into the, uh, in, in starting a business or going to the workplace. Yeah. So, so, you know, we've, we've kind of shown a bit that we're able to do that. Um, I think though that the challenge for, for us, I, I guess the same with love, so love, sorry, love sober with the, with corporates is, um, understanding that kind of exchange of value. Um, yeah. so, so we, we, we spoke with corporates right at the very start. And for a lot of them, you know, we, we, the, the timing was wrong because we hadn't really figured out what we were all about. Now we're kind of a bit deeper. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, we can show signs that we're able to generate impact. It's, it's, it's not an easy conversation, but it's an easier conversation to have. I think we, we were, um, spoke to somebody in one, one quite large company in the country. Um, and for them, obviously, he said, even when they're looking at CSR, they still have the re- return on investment in the mind yeah and i think this is this is one of the advantages that, that a social enterprise can have is yes we understand impact but we also understand uh, the commercial world as well and yeah. we understand that if a, if a company is going to put money into something they need to understand their return on investment and i think especially with 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 what the ladies are doing in terms of uh, well-being you know seeing that that return that it could have you know if you've got a, a workforce and you're taking care of uh, their mental health, taking care of their general well-being, you know, that does place a return on, um, you know, on that investment. Same, obviously, with those in terms of if you're helping them to build new skills, that's going to provide you a return as well. So there was that, that um, bit of research as well, wasn't there, Amanda? We were looking at today about how many days are lost through... Yeah, I believe it's 17.8 million days uh, that are lost between uh, stress, mental health and yeah. um, general overwhelm from staff. So that's mm. quite a lot. That's, yeah, that's that is, yeah, that is a quite a lot. Um, yes. Do you, uh, neither one of your organizations, would you benefit from um, anything else than money or somebody buying your services? Like, uh, do you take like skills-based volunteers? Do people donate products or services to you? Or would you like to, you know, have some of those? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what what so would we, they be? I mean, are you the similar to charities that you take uh, all kind of donations? Yeah, I, I think so just as an example, uh, we work with a, a great guy called Shami who works at, at Uber, um, and I think like there, you know, for our entrepreneurs to have somebody who's quite senior in an organisation like that. Um, to kind of provide mentorship to to them and say, okay, th- this is how we deal with these kind of tech challenges. Okay, uh, can can provide an immense amount of value. Yeah, I think um, well, certainly personally for us, we were really lucky to work for a while with a with a business mentor who offered kind of an exchange in skills for she was questioning her own drinking and so we coached her and she helped us in terms of kind of getting our website up. I think very much that can be the gap is kind of the accounting, the finance side, the tech side. Um, but we also do work um, within different, you know, with, with meditation teachers, for example, or, you know, with different wellness practitioners, yoga teachers, things like that. So, you know, we can do dual days of, of doing a creative arts event for people, you know, and having those those conversations are about you know behavior but also about how to add in and, and look after yourselves in different ways and nutrition things like that so anyone that has any sort of specialist in the in the well-being sector is always mm. sort of welcome we have a lot of you know great people on the podcast that come on and 
and that helps with that exchange of skills. Also, um, PR, um, marketing PR, because part of the work that we do, and one of our, our missions is to change the conversation around alcohol and not just so that it's not just a few people over there who can't can't cope with it because they're alcoholics it's like okay let's have a look at the cultural piece let's have a look at the marketing piece and what's been great with the book is that there's been a lot of the the stories have changed in the media they're starting to look at gray area drinking now the spectrum of alcohol use and really questioning the marketing about it in a way that we've never seen before so we're so delighted about that so to keep pushing that awareness of a cultural story is very important in keeping this the stigma away from from this area and really supporting people early on so anything yeah marketing pr that can raise that profile scale the impact of your message definitely because like you said that it applies to millions and millions of uh, people in this mm. country and as a as an english product and your podcast mm. in english you know it can reach mm. any any audience across the world you know mm. uh, who mm. understand english or speak english so uh, why don't you give a little promotion of, of your book once more what's the name and where can you get it and Okay, so our book is called Love Yourself Sober. It's um, it's a self-care approach to alcohol-free living for busy mothers, but really it's for carers. We we want to say that it's caring for the carer. Um, very much a 360 about mental health. And the where, where we live, really, we live and breathe, is lovesober.com. That's where all of our stuff is. Okay. What about Daniel? Uh, if somebody now... Um is dreaming of becoming an entrepreneur uh, does the person have to be living in Birmingham or can they you know join your uh, you know community from somewhere else or what is kind of the you can live in Birmingham. Reach? you could you could live in the North Pole we'll still help okay. so so we uh, again with the with the um, the access to kind of technology such as zoom like this our programs we, we have no criteria in terms of where you are you could be based anywhere uh, and again, you know, whether you are just trying to figure out your first steps, whether you've already made a start and are looking just to build strong foundations or whether you're, you're now on a journey of growth, you know, we can help you at, at any step along the way. Okay. Thank you so much. It's been a lovely discussion. I'm very excited <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for your time and uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, uh, uh, this uh, podcast. And uh, if there is anything else you wish to learn from um, uh, social enterprises, charities, giving, uh, supporting any social value organizations, just visit uh, whatimpact.com and uh, also follow our social handles. Where can people, by the way, reach you guys? Or are you on LinkedIn? Uh, can people uh, maybe send a message or... Or is it um, lovesober.com probably for Mandy and Kate? Yeah, we're, we're both on LinkedIn, but you know, the, the, the best way is uh, info at lovesober.com. That's the, the best starting point. What about Daniel? Where can you be reached? For, for us, it's birminghamenterprisecommunity.co.uk. Um, you can email us at hello at birminghamenterprisecommunity.co.uk on all major social media platforms as well. Come and engage. Yeah, okay. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.